Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. You know, I had someone from the TSA on record say, we are not looking for your weed. We don't care. The dogs are not for that. Um, But yes, if we find it, we are technically obligated to take it. Welcome to The High Guide. I'm your host, April Pride. Traveling with weed, regardless if by air, road, or rail, can be a stressful experience. However, many stoners will agree, being able to get high at your destination is well worth the risk of packing it along for the ride. But just how illegal is traveling with weed in the era of legalization? And if you're a traveling toker, what should you have in your stash? In this episode of The High Guide, our panel of guides share their pro tips for packing your pot properly and navigating some of the new age nuances of traveling with cannabis, which brings us to our glossary term of the week, chillum, a lesser known piece of paraphernalia often praised for its on-the-go functionality. Also referred to as a one-hitter or bat, they're small and discreet and come highly recommended for their simplicity and stashability. Let's meet our high guides for this episode. Jackie Bryant, Veronica Castillo, and Amanda Ryman. Yeah, so for me, um, a lot of my travel um, is on the road, and so I... Like I have like a little box and, you know, I put it in the trunk. I don't do like, I don't do, I call it regular just because it's kind of like, we know we shouldn't, right? We know we have something and I don't like to take the additional risk. So I don't do things like smoke while I'm driving. But two, like I, I operate as a black woman in America. So the, the smell of it alone, even if I'm in a place where they're not supposed to stop you for that, you know, like. They could find a reason, just any other reason. So I don't, I'll pull over and I'll get out of the car and I'll, you know, like I, I travel as safe as possible, considering that like I'm a black woman in America and I could get the the nice guy who loves weed and who just like gives me a pass or the asshole that could take my life that day. So I just, I'll put it in the trunk and I'll just like, let it, let it stay back there. Like I'll pull off the highway and go to a park and consume and, you know things like that at the beach just I'm not I don't want my car to smell like it unless I'm staying somewhere an extended period of time like Portland which is so like people talk a lot about California California is most definitely our our cannabis mecca but Oregon should not be slept on like it's so easy breezy like it's okay we all love we too Oregon and it's well everything's legal there now right I know it's just (laughs) Oregon is just so, so there. If I'm like staying there and I'm at an Airbnb most of the time, I can't smoke inside. I'll, I don't have a problem smoking in my car because the smell of it in my car in Oregon, no one, like yeah. it's in the air essentially, you know? So just, it goes back to like the, the culture, wherever you're going to visit, wherever you're traveling through, it's a lot of it is just judgment calls along the way. And like going with your gut, because a lot of times we'll feel some shit and we'll just ignore that shit and we shouldn't. <laughs> Totally. I like that. If you're going to be risking something already, you're being risky. Why be reckless? 
Um, yeah. So traveling, one of the one of the tips that I like, I have a friend. She'll roll a dozen joints, and then she will um, vacuum seal, put them in a vacuum seal bag, and that's what she'll take when she goes to Hawaii, for instance. So, do you all prep your weed that you're traveling with in that way to make sure that the smell is contained? And how honest are we being here? We are being <laughs> honest. We are being honest. What really happens if I'm being honest? And yeah, I think that's why everyone's like, here. Just to tell you yeah, us. like I have smell-proof bags and I use those, but I have to admit, very rarely anymore in old, slightly lazy age do I vacuum seal anything anymore. I do if if it involves the mail in any way, but um, traveling, I pretty much stick to like a smell-proof stash bag and then I'll repackage items not in their original packaging. So maybe like a Ziploc bag or something that is additionally sealed, but I don't really do the vacuum thing anymore, but it's a very good idea and it's really not expensive to get a vacuum sealer. And so I do recommend it. I'm just like, honestly, kind of a little bit lazy, but I do, I do remove it from the original packaging. I do take, you know, the little THC exclamation point logo off. Um, I do try to obscure it as much as I can because, you know, why, why leave that on there? That, that That's just asking for it, right? Agreed. Yeah, I don't do the. I don't. I don't. I'm like you. Not, it, I just. It, it seems like a lot of work. And if I'm already being sort of careful, like I just take those precautions, like obvious packaging and stuff like that. I haven't. I don't do the vacuum seal stuff. Yeah, I don't do that either. Um, but the smell. I mean, if you're buying cannabis in a glass jar and it's got the little seal on top, and you don't open it before you take it, it's not going to smell. Um, same with, you know, edibles, there's so much packaging around them, right. That they're not going to smell. So usually I just won't open the packaging and I stick it like in my lingerie bag or something like that. What I do have a habit of doing is on my way home, I'll usually stick my pipe and things in a dirty clothes, my dirty clothes in my suitcase, because I figure no one's going to go rightfully through the sweaty, gross workout clothes that have been That's amazing. In That's such a, a good idea. Right. Um, I stick them with my sex toys personally. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I literally do that. I put it in my toiletry uh, you know. bag or my tech kit because I feel like it all yeah, kind of looks weird anyway. Bag. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I have like a, a, you know, one of those little stash bags and things like that. But I mean, I arrived once, I think I was flying from California to DC and this is before it was legal in DC. And I arrived there and, you know, you open your suitcase and you have that little um, note from TSA, like, you know, your bag has been inspected. And I don't know what I was thinking when I packed, but my bag reeked of weed. I mean, it just like lit up the whole hotel room when I opened the bag. And there's my little note saying they had inspected my bag. Um, but the weed was all still in there. Uh, so, you know, that I, to I, me I, too, coming back yeah. from Hawaii, but I noticed like a little was missing. And I was like, honestly, if that's it, if the baggage handler, you know, wanted to keep that's great. Spread it around. I had tons of weed. That's awesome. I figured that was like the biggest win-win for everybody. I was like, I think it's caught that they did see it. And also the baggage handler took some, that's a good outcome for me. <laughs> I, I saw um, this product recently. It's out of Canada called the Joint Locker, and you put it. It's a it's a lighter that you put a, in the sleeve is the actual locker, and you can put a joint with it for traveling, like on the on the go, not necessarily far destinations, but on the go. And I have a small little bag that has it's more narrow at one end than the other, so it slips in my back pocket really easily. Um, and I can fit a pipe and a, um, a tool, a multi-tool, um, one of the Vanderpop multi-tools and 
I save all my dube tubes so I can, you know, put something in there or I can put flour in there and papers and a grinder card. Do you guys have a little kit that you travel with that, you know, if you pick up flour on the road, you can do anything with your little MacGyver kit? Oh yeah. I have a whole kit. I have, I need a poker, right? Which is for me, paper clips. So I need some extra paper clips. I have my pipe that I like and I don't want to smoke out of a different pipe. So I have to bring is my it pipe glass. Is it glass? Mm-hmm. It yeah, is it okay. glass? My little glass, my little glass pipe. Um, and then I have to have a grinder. Um, so I have my little travel grinder. Um, and then my lighter. And then, you know, I'll bring pre-rolls also is important when I travel because, you know, you're at parties or, you know, you want to be able to take something out with you. And obviously loading a bowl can be more tedious and cumbersome when you're out and about. So I definitely recommend pre-rolls. I recommend if you can get them, mini pre-rolls. Because one thing that's really annoying when you're out and you've got like a big joint that you can't finish is then it's kind of like gross later and like, where do you put it? So I would recommend trying to get like the little dog walkers. Um, because they're really great for like right before you go into a restaurant or right before you go into a club. If you have to put it out right away because somebody comes and yells at you, it's no big deal because you didn't waste that much. Um, I, li- I like to keep it simple, you know, just the tools I know I need to get my medicine, to do it efficiently. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my plan. I So I always just assumed, I can't believe, like this is enlightening to me. I just always assumed I could travel with a pipe because like I just figured a used pipe, you're toast. Like you get caught with mm-hmm. And that's like me, I think like being a kid again and being like, oh, there's this paraphernalia. So like I actually never travel with pipes, but you guys are giving me hope that maybe I can again. I have kind of a stash of, of like glass chillums that I'll bring with me and leave at my destination. But if... Like, do you clean them when you're done? Do you give it, like, a really good clean before you get back on the plane or whatever? I mean, honestly, I, I have it in my smell-proof. I have it in my little smell-proof kit, um, uh, Stash Logic, you know, Stash Logic. So I have got their little bag, and I put it in there, and it doesn't smell at all. But, again, sometimes on the way home, I'll put it in my bag of dirty clothes. <laughs> right. No, this is great. This is like, I don't know. I just, it's like the one weird sticking point that I have. And I'm realizing that it, I mean, I have actual weed in the bag. It actually doesn't make sense. Okay. So while our high guides definitely have a wide range of comfort regarding traveling with weed, they certainly agree that the smell is the number one factor to be considered. Maybe you're up there in the vacuum seal range where you're taking the extra precaution to protect your pot. Maybe a simple smell proof bag is more your speed. Maybe you bring a chillum and leave it with the housekeeping at the hotel. The point here is there's an option for every comfort level, and everyone is different for profoundly different reasons. I don't fuck around. I don't care what TSA says. Like, I'm Black in America, so I do not fuck around. (laughs) And so because I travel and I'm going to cannabis businesses, I'll be taken care of when I land. And so because my travel is tied to work, I don't like to take those kind of chances. Like I might, I'll do a, you know, I might travel with up to an ounce if I'm doing like a road trip, but I'm not messing with federal people as a black woman in America. So I just say, if you're landing somewhere where you're going to be able to get some, it's not worth taking the risk. But going back to B's point about, you know, TSA and, and the experience at the airport, everyone just has to think about, you know, what will happen to me if I get caught? And that is going to be different for each of us. You know, I feel like if I get caught, 
probably not the worst is going to happen if I'm in a legal state. Maybe they'll tell me to put it out or that's not allowed here. So I think that's what people really have to ask themselves. What is the culture of the place you're going and how does that culture react to who you are and what will happen if you get in trouble? Um, and I hope that we reach a time when we don't have to think about that. But right now, I think it's up to each individual to assess their own risk um, and then just act accordingly. Well, it's certainly crucial to acknowledge that some of us are packing our privilege alongside our pot, while others are walking with a target on them that results in arrest rates four times higher for blacks than whites for simple marijuana possession. When it comes to traveling with your weed, it is abundantly clear that one must take the precautions they are personally comfortable with. It is the federal illegality of cannabis that continues to make taking the plant on the road or in the skies a tricky conversation. One that doesn't look any less biased or confusing anytime soon. But if you happen to already be a traveling toker, we hope you found the insights and pro tips provided by our guides as something you can incorporate into your next travel session. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to tune in next week when we unpack a few cautionary tales of weed travel gone wrong. While the truth can be a buzzkill sometimes, these stories are worth sharing. Thanks for listening to this episode of The High Guide. And join me, April Pride, every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific in Clubhouse, where we cover all things A to Z regarding plant-based pleasures. We hope you found our word of the week, Chillum, inspiring enough to go out and find yourself one of them, as they are very awesome on-the-go pieces. You can always take a deeper dive into our glossary of terms on our website, and of course, you'll find a new episode of The High Guide every Friday. Subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking to stay in closer contact, give us a follow on Instagram at thehigh.guide and subscribe to our newsletter also at thehigh.guide. I'm April Pride and I'm your host. We'll see you next time back here at The High Guide.